the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, the number is one 888 Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we continue with the eighth point in our series on not giving place to the devil. In our world today, we are constantly being bombarded by many voices and a multitude of messages. As Christians, do we have the discernment to recognize who's behind these voices that influence our culture today? Which, big, which begs the question, how often do we get in trouble by listening to the wrong voices? How often do we get into trouble by listening to the voice of Satan with his evil suggestions, suggesting the wrong things to us? Well, tonight, Dr. Buckner will continue his 17 demonic D's that Satan whispers into our thoughts. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the faith. Uh, we trust that God will minister to your heart and bless your heart tonight and encourage you in the Word of God. And Brother Gary has said it uh, well that we are going to continue to talk about uh, the 17 demonic uh, deeds of Satan and that he whispers or suggests in our thoughts. And we uh, began some of these deeds uh, last Saturday, and I want to pick up. Uh, again at uh, the first D and go straight on through as many D's as we can. And I want you to keep something in mind as we go through these D's. I want you to keep in mind that all of these D's relate to uh, the Garden of Eden. I mean, in the Garden of Eden, Satan uh, manipulated our foreparents with all of these D's. He started off with all these D's even though he didn't name the D's, <clears throat> these D's are related to the trappings of the enemy in the Garden of Eden. So we want you to parallel these D's to not only the Garden of Eden, but even in your daily life today as you deal with the enemy of our souls. And the first D that we talked about in relationship to uh, Ephesians 4 and 27, neither give place to uh, the devil uh, this is the way that we give place to him with these D's. The first D is distractions. Okay, that's the first D, distractions. The enemy is always in the business of distracting. 
And he did that in the Garden of Eden through a serpent. And Eve got her eyes more on the serpent, what the serpent was saying, than what the Word of God said. See, a lot of times we get into trouble. We always get into trouble when we get our eyes on people rather than the Word of God. When we get our eyes on things more than the Word of God. When we get our eyes on images, we get our eyes on uh, animals and uh, all sorts of things. We get our eyes on money. We get distracted by money. We get distracted by uh, pride, and we get distracted by materialism. We get distracted by so many worldly things in our world today. And so Satan came in the Garden of Eden through a serpent and distracted Eve from the Word of God. And the Word of God uh, warned her about these things, only if she had listened. And the second D that we talked about last time that gives birth after distractions is doubt. She got into the state of doubting, and the devil always gets us after he distracts us. He gets us with the second D, which is doubt or disbelief. And God made it clear in Genesis 3 and 1, yea, has God said, this is what the enemy was saying, you know, to uh, her, yea, has God said. Now, we know God said already, he said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the enemy came to uh, distract her from the word of God and get her to doubt the word of God. And he says, yea, has God said. Anytime somebody said, has God said, you watch that type of person, you watch those people. Has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. See? And so she got distracted by the first D, distraction. The second D uh, was doubt. And then the third D led to disobedience. See, when you get to the state of being distracted by uh, God's word and get distracted by prayer, get distracted by the things that God command you to do, you'll lead to the second D is doubt. And then the third D is disobedience. And that's what happened with them. They got into a state of disobedience. And God previously said in Genesis 2 and 17, but uh, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it. God made it very clear, just like God makes it very clear clear in his word. He makes his word clear when he says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. That's very clear that Jesus is God. But we got cults all around us today saying that he's not God. We got world religion saying that he's not God. Oh, you could either listen to the word of God or get distracted. And then the next thing is going to happen is doubt. And then the next thing is the third D, which is disobedience. And then the disobedience lead to the fourth D is deceit. And the Genesis 3 and 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. So deception came in, deceit, and that always follows behind disobedience. And then the fifth D is denial. They both got into a state of denial in Genesis 3 and 12. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, of the fruit, and I did eat. And see, so he, Adam blamed the, the woman and blamed God. And then God questioned the man and then as well. And, uh, and then he questioned the woman as well. And when he questioned the woman, she blamed 
the serpent. She got into the Flip Wilson cliche, the devil made me do it. And so the, both of them got into a state of denial. That's the fifth D, and we're in that state today. We live in a world today that's in denial of God's Word, don't want to believe in it, they doubt it, they don't want to believe in it. And then when people generally sin, don't you know they always want to try to cover up? They try to cover up. That's what they try to do. And But you can't run from God. God is too high to climb over. He's too wide to get around. He's too low to get under. And uh, David made it very clear that uh, if I took the wings of the morning and flew to the uttermost parts of the earth, thou art there. Even if I made my bed in hell, thou art there. Oh, you can't get away from God. You got to face him. You got to get out of the state of denial. And you got to face the Lord with a spirit of honesty and truthfulness. And the Bible says the truth will make you free. And then the sixth D, after they got into the state of denial, they got discouraged. They got into a state of discouragement. And discouragement always leads to disappointment. <clears throat> That's what it does. And this discouragement took them to a place where, where they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. See, sin will always make you hide from God or make you get into a state of cover-up. It'll make you run from the truth. It'll make you make excuses. And excuses don't excuse, but they only accuse. That's what excuses will do in your life. And so they got into this spirit of discouragement because that's what denial will always give birth to. And then the seventh day was despair. They got into a spirit of despair. They lost the sense of hope, trying to hide from God, and which they also covered themselves with fig leaves. Now, the thing that's so interesting about that, that's the beginning of uh, uh, the religion of man. <laughs> you ever thought about that? That's the first religion because they tried to work out their own salvation. And they, this is what cults do today. They try to work out their own salvation. They try to do something to appease God through works. Cults do that. Joe Witness is going door to door and Mormons. They want to work for their salvation. Well, Jesus already did the work at the cross. You just got to receive that work. And then we got word faith teachers who say that the, the, uh, the plan of salvation was not completed at the cross. Uh, Joyce Myers and uh, uh, Joel Osteen, that Jesus had to take on a demonic nature and go down to hell and be born again and beat up a whole bunch of demons in order to complete the plan of salvation. And then the plan wasn't completed there. He had to offer up his blood into heaven. That's what Joel Osteen says. So the cults teach that you got to work for your salvation. you got to do something to please God. And this is the first religion in the Garden of Eden where they hid themselves and sowed fig leaves. And see, God had to show them, no, no, you don't get saved that way. God had to kill an animal. I believe it was a lamb, the first lamb slain in the Garden of Eden. And he used that lamb to cover them by the blood. See, you're either covered by the blood. This is the problem with man. He always tries to work to cover his own sins. 
and Jesus has already covered it. You either covered by the blood or you covered by your own works and your own methods and your own ideology, and that will not save you. That cannot save you. And then we see what follows behind the spirit of despair is a a double-mindedness. Number eight, they got into a double-mindedness. They started thinking different ways to try to please God. Rather than doing it God's way, they started being double-minded. And James 1 and 8 and 4 and 8, it tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And so they got into this double-minded. We've got so many people like that today in our churches, all, all in our communities, all in, we even have some people like that in the pulpit, double-minded. And then the, the ninth D is dishonesty. Uh, we know when you follow into a state of double-mindedness, you get into a state of dishonesty. You're not truthful. You start to get into a spirit of lying, not only lying through words, but lying through your life. And this is something that happens. And then the 10th one, I'm going to stop on this one, and we'll pick up next time on the, the 11th one, but a dullness or a numbness. Get to the state of a sleepiness and a laziness, and anything contrary to the Word of God, you get into a dull spirit and a numb spirit where you don't hear the voice of God speaking to you because you let the flesh have its way. Well, we trust that these D's, these 10 D's thus far, has been a warning to you and a wake-up call that these are the D's, that the, the demonic D's of Satan that he uses. And he used it on our foreparents to get to Eve and Adam, and he uses it to get to you and me too. You better put on the armor of God, because if you get equipped, you won't get whipped by the enemy. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right, well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one triple eight. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, the number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open and we do want to hear from you. That number again is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions or comments for us, if there's something you heard tonight in tonight's message that you need clarity on, if you need prayer, we're here to pray pray with you. Um, again, that number is one eight eight eight. F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. You know, without your prayers, we couldn't make it. It's that simple. We need your prayers. We also want to thank those who gave this week, who partnered with us financially, Valerie, Gail, um, Mary, and June. We really thank those listeners who support us financially. Uh, we are a listener-supported ministry, and it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air. And you know what? 
we won't be able to stay on on without your help. We need your financial support, your financial partnership in order to continue this ministry. Uh, we can't do it with just one or two donations per week. We need people to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith and hit a home run for Jesus. That's the bottom line, because this is something that's going to affect time and eternity. We have time. We have treasures. We have talents, and we need to devote those things to the Lord Jesus, especially our time, talent, and treasure. So if you have a blessed, been blessed with, with additional income and, and God has blessed you to be able to give above the tithe, then consider partnering with us because we need your help. Uh, we need your consistent prayers. We need your consistent financial support. Many have been listening to this program for years upon years. Some of you have never called in. You just kind of been quietly listening. And, you know, now it's high time for you to call in. And it's also high time for you to step up and donate to Contending for the Faith. We need you. We need your support. And if you enjoy this ministry, uh, be a blessing to us and be a blessing to all those who are listening. There's two ways you can give. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way is so much easier. Just go on to your computer, your smartphone, your tablet, and go, go to contendingfaith.org. Contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button and bam, away you go. And you're going to be a blessing to us and to, to the listening audience for time and eternity. Your money is going to help support this broadcast. None of it goes into our pockets. Uh, it's, all of it goes back into the ministry to support the airtime. And so when you do that, you're, you're storing up riches in heaven. I'm here to tell you because this ministry is impacting lives from, from the Bay Area to New York City. And who knows how much further um, lives are being touched. And it's largely because of those who give. So consider today partnering with us financially. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. We appreciate those uh, announcements, and it means so much to uh, us as a staff, but also I know it means a lot to the people out there that's uh, listening, and we uh, are taking Contending for the Faith to a different level uh, because God is uh, using us on that level with the podcast and a lot of other things that's going on, and it's going to be a little additional money to uh, step forward in that direction, but we know that uh, God's promise is... Uh, Philippians 4 and uh, 19, that he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And that need being supplied is through the local body of Jesus Christ and the universal church. So we appreciate your prayers and your support. And as Brother Gary said, uh, we can't achieve these goals with just one or two people giving uh, a week. All right, let's get to some of our callers, Brother Gary. All right, let's go to line one with CC. He's been waiting patiently. How are you doing tonight, CC? Hey, how you guys doing? We are truly blessed. How about yourself? I'm, I'm blessed, man, blessed. Oh, good, good. We trust that you got a word tonight that strengthened you. Yes, I did. It was it was, it was very. It was, it was always always good. You know, I was. I mean, wish it could be longer, but I know you got the rest rest of the program to do. I'd be like, oh, that's it. You know, but. Is, I mean, I really appreciate it. You know, I appreciate your labor and uh, labor and prayer, labor and, you know, um, study and 
thing. And then I know from experience too, all those come come together as a whole. And we, I really appreciated you didactically, um, really did a good job job rightly dividing the word. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate those encouraging words. And what's on your heart tonight? What's uh, what the Lord leading you to ask? I want to ask you uh, again uh, about a passage, and then I want to, if you can expand a little bit more on what you talked about last week about you know um, about the pastors. You know, I'll tell you about pastors that's maybe you know, like forty four, forty three, forty two, a little bit younger, mm-hmm. and why they do such a poor job in the ministry. But I want to ask read this passage first, if you can expand on that. Um, it's in Second Timothy chapter three, six, fifteen. Okay, why don't you read that? Okay, I'll read 14 just to, as a launching pad to go to 15. It says, But continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of knowing of whom you have learned them, and you, and excuse me, and from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And thus is the reading of the word. Yes, yes, that's uh, that's very good scripture there, and very moving scripture there. Um, yeah, we we have said uh, this over and over and over again that uh, uh, Timothy was mentored by the Apostle Paul, but he was not only mentored by the Apostle Paul, but he was mentored also by uh, his uh, mother and his grandmother. And so when he mentions the word here uh, to continue thou in the things which thou has learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou has learned them, uh, that Paul is talking about the early tr- treatment and teaching of his uh, grandmother, his mother and his grandmother, because they were godly women who invested in their uh uh, son and, and grandson, and so he had a <clears throat> a mother who taught him the word. He had a grandmother who came behind that teaching, and then he had the apostle Paul. I believe that that is when God starts to get to the place in our lives when He uses us. You know, He doesn't just want to. He don't want to use an ignorant person that's ignorant of the word of God. And uh, Timothy was not only. Uh, trained by his mother in the Word, but he was trained by his grandmother in the Word. And then he was uh, doubly trained by the Apostle Paul. And matter of fact, uh, when I taught uh, First and Second Timothy and Philippians, uh, one thing that I had uh, brought out uh, that the Apostle Paul said, he said that uh, there was no one else like-minded like me but Timothy. Uh, that's a powerful statement for the Apostle Paul to say that there's no one else like-minded as Timothy. That's how much he invested in this young man. And so young men today are jumping out there in the ministry without any uh, home training uh, as well as Bible training and seminary training. Uh, even if you can't go to Bible college and seminary, there's seminary extension, there's many different classes that you can take that will equip you. We teach classes as well. I'll be teaching another class in the second uh, week of February, and we'll let people know about that class that will be coming up. But um, 
Uh, God wants to use a prepared person, a person who has been studious, but someone not only staying in the Word of God on a personal level, but also being trained on a collective level. See, God wants to use a person like that. And then you see in verse 15 and that, that, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So uh, what Paul is doing is continuing to remind him that, you know what, uh, stay with the teaching that you've known from the Holy Scriptures. You've known them from your mother. You've known them from your grandmother. And now you've known them from me. Continue thou in these things, and it will make you wise. See, you can't be wise unless you're in the Word of God. You know, you got to study it. The word of Paul says to Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto men, a workman not, needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you got to study. Uh, knowledge doesn't come by osmosis, uh, one membrane leading, going through another with no difficulty. You got to study the word of God, and you got to be studious at that, and you got to be mentored under somebody who can teach you something, see? So. Uh, I don't believe in isolation that people, a lot of people say, well, you know, I can just study on my own. Well, you can. That's good that you have that strong devotional life because God wants you to have that. But uh, that's half of it. The other half, you need to have somebody else to teach you. That's why uh, his mother was instrumental. His grandmother was instrumental, and God, I'm praying that God will raise up mothers who will teach their kids the Word of God, raise up grandmothers who will be faithful in teaching the Word of God, and raise up men who will be like uh, Paul, uh, spiritual fathers teaching young men the Word of God. And uh, Timothy looked to uh, Paul as a spiritual father. And all, all young men today need to have a spiritual father in their lives that's going to equip them and train them and mentor them. And uh, men desire that. They're, hunger. They're hungry for that. And they need to find it in a spiritual father that will teach them not only how to be a godly man, but a godly father, a godly husband, and a godly leader. Paul taught Timothy all those things. And it made him a complete person. So this is what we're dealing with with these passages. And he said, it'll make you wise into salvation. Well, he was already saved. But salvation can be uh, also mean that God wants to continue to save you uh, on a continuous level uh, in terms of sanctification. Sanctification is a form of salvation, that he continues to sanctify you through the Word of God, the washing of the Word of God. Well, hopefully that helped you out and encourage you. And uh, Brother Gary, you want to add anything, anything else to this? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, in, in light of your question about young ministers and so forth, you know, I think it's really important that uh, pastors uh, that are hearing the sound of our voices tonight, you know, take the time and, and identify those up-and-coming young ministers and, and take them under their wing and teach them, train them, help them understand, and give them an opportunity to lead because you never grow in leadership from reading a book. You can get information about it, 
But until you actually are in the trenches dealing with people, dealing with circumstances, dealing with uh, politics that happen within the church structure. I mean, there's so much that goes on in your local church that that's happening behind the scene. Most of these young guys never have seen that. You know, it's a whole layer of things that is happening oftentimes. And you're dealing with people, you're dealing with their issues, you're dealing with counseling, you're dealing with a lot of structural uh, issues. There's so much that goes on uh, in a healthy church to, that makes it healthy. And so these young guys, you know, if, if you're in a strong, healthy church, you know, then uh, approach the pastor and see if there's any way you can you can serve, that you can can learn that you can be mentored and 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 be humble you know just you know don't don't covet the pulpit right away everybody wants to be in the pulpit first thing you know maybe you need it you need to be in the in the restroom with a, a mop and a bu- bucket first and, and and learn to serve from the ground up so you know just take that with a grain of salt that's a good point because i know that uh chuck smith of Calvary Chapel Churches was sharing this one time. He said there were so many young men who came to Calvary Chapel Church when he's a pastor, he's passed on now. And uh, they said, we're willing to serve. And they, when they mentioned that, they wanted to be in the pulpit doing everything that seasoned veterans were doing. And he said, well, we have a job for you to do. We want you to serve by cleaning the restrooms. <laughs> and you know what those men, some of those men did? They got up and left. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to do the the simple things, be humble in the simple things. Well, thank you so much for your, your, your question, and hopefully we were able to help you out with that. I appreciate it a lot, too. If you can, I can get some prayer, too. Thanks a lot. Some yeah. prayer right quick, or if you guys have time. Yes, but, yes. Um, and what's, what's on your heart regarding your prayer request? Uh, if you can, just pray for my family again, my mother, Rosalinda, you know, my dad. And um, all of my loved ones. Then just pray for me again. I got some um, some pressure around my head. Just want to, you know, the, the Lord will ease that so I can experience His peace. Then I have a cousin that's going out tonight, probably, and I want to pray for him that God will protect him. My cousin Ricky. And the last prayer is is a uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, the, uh, the 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 actor. I know he's getting up there in age, even though he doesn't really age. But I know he's getting older, even though he still looks very young. I want to pray that you know God will reach him. Amen. That's a good prayer request. Okay, we have Brother Gary to lead us in prayer on this. All right, Lord, we just lift up Brother CC tonight that you would touch his body from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul, bring healing and life restoration and wholeness to him. Help him with this pressure, Lord God. We also pray for his family, his, his relative Ricky, Lord God, who may be going out tonight, that you would just give him wisdom, Lord God, to to not to be in places that will be potentially harmful to him. We lift up Eddie Murphy as well and, and these celebrities that, Lord God, you, you've you given them a, a prominent place, a, a platform which they have a lot of people's attention. And we just pray that they would also receive Christ so that they could proclaim using that platform and lift Jesus' name up, that all men would be drawn unto them. Lord God, you just touch those lives. Help them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Gary. And thank you, Cece, for your uh, call and your question. And we uh, do want to encourage everybody to pray for Brother Rick Weinstein. He had another infection, and 
ended up in the hospital, but he's in a convalescent home now, and the, the infection didn't go to the bone. We thank the Lord for that. So keep him in your prayers. He'll be there for six weeks. Brother Gary. All right. Well, I hear that music, so it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We're here to answer your questions. If you have comments for us, we want to hear them. Uh, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and we believe the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So if you need prayer, don't hesitate to call. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. And we just want to encourage you, our listening audience, especially those of you who have listened to Contending for the Faith since its beginning, since its inceptions, and you know, you've been listening a long time, but maybe you've never had the opportunity to give. We just want to encourage you tonight. Uh, now's the time. Consider partnering with us financially here at Contending for the Faith. It costs 400 a week for us to remain on the air, and we're looking to go forward, not just to be uh, in the same position, but to expand this ministry into podcasts and to other areas that we can reach more people. But in order to do that, we need your help. Again, this is a prayer-driven ministry, and it's a listener-supported ministry. So we need your support in order to go forward in the vision and the mission that God has given us to reach a lost world. You can help. You can you can help by providing the resources that we need to continue to stay on the air. There's two ways to do it. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Go on your computer, your, your laptop, your tablet, or your smartphone and just Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and hit the donate button, and away you go. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, I believe, seriously, we are, when we do things like this, we're we're storing up riches in heaven where the moth can't can't get to it, rust, or thief can't bother it. It's going to be there waiting for you. It's going to be a treasure for you in heaven. And not only that, but the lives that are going to be touched and changed as a result of your giving, who can calculate a value to? It's so important. It's so vital that we we partner together in this ministry. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate those encouraging words there. And we Trust that uh, the Spirit of God is going to touch hearts tonight in more than one way. Well, let's get to our next caller, who we have. Uh, let's go to James. He's been patiently waiting. Brother James, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing well. Yourself? Well, we are truly blessed. Uh, we're too blessed to be stressed by the devil's mess, my friend. Man, I wish I could say the same, to be 100% honest with you. Well, we're going to help you with that, my friend. And what's on your heart, and what can we do tonight to encourage you? All right, well, I, um, I'll be mindful of your of other people on the lines and uh, time, so I'll kind of keep it short, but 
what's been on my mind uh, is actually something you ended up speaking about tonight. I caught the latter end of the first half hour. Um, you talked about the attendees, and I heard um, some of them which really pertain to me. One of the main ones being um, being of a double mind. Um, that's something that I've been plagued with since my childhood. I've always had a strong interest, a strong um, self-devotion or, you know, inspired devotion by the Holy Spirit for God. But I often find myself um, also battling my flesh and the things of the world and the ideolo- even the ideologies of the world, sometimes even doubting Christ. Um, and recently I've been having a lot of stress because, um, because of uh, my backsliding. I actually ended up getting myself into some sinful situations, and one of the results of that has been um, an attack on my mind as of late. And I've had a lot of uh, just troubling thoughts, and sometimes I've been questioned if I'm in, actually in reality, believe it or not. I never thought I'd have any sort of mental crisis like what I have now, but I definitely have identified that this is an attack on my mind by, by the enemy. So I just would like to hear what you, know, what you have to say on those kind of things. And I guess ultimately, how do I, um, how do I approach God in this situation um, without it being from my own works? Because you talked about not trying to um, win your own righteousness, and that's something that I find myself doing often, too. So how do I really go to God in this situation and still understand that not by my works, but by His? Right, right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your call tonight and your honesty. And Jesus has said that the truth will make you free. And we trust tonight that what we're going to say to you tonight is going to make you free. I just want to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, are you involved with any uh, well, healthy, balanced church? Um, to a certain extent, um, my family is, is saved, and uh, I pray and read the Word with them sometimes, and they take me to church sometimes. I grew up going to church and all that, but as of late, I've been kind of bouncing around from church to church. Well, that's one of the reasons why the enemy is getting you. It's uh, because you're not uh, connected to any well, healthy, balanced church where you getting the Word of God, you being around other Christians to hold you accountable because you need to be accountable in uh, a fellowship of believers. And, you know, you can take a uh, lamb and uh, he can be out in the fields by himself. And when a wolf sees him by himself, he'll attack him. But when he sees that that uh, wolf, you know, when that wolf sees that lamb uh, surrounded by other sheep and a shepherd and a sheepdog, he looks and he goes another way. But he sees him by himself. He'll lick his chops for lamb chops. So he's the devil's licking his chops for lamb chops for you uh, because he sees you by yourself, and that's the way the enemy gets you. You know, so you really need to be connected. Uh, Larry Crabb, I interviewed him many years ago, a Christian psychologist, and he talked to you, he, he actually wrote a book called Connectedness. You need to be connected. Now, uh, there are some other things you need to do as well. You need to understand warfare because you are in a spiritual war. And uh, or have you ever been taught how to put on the armor of God? Yeah, I've um, I've been taught so. Yeah. Yeah, but being taught it and applying it is two different things. Right. And every day of your life, you need to get into Ephesians six ten through eighteen, and and but but before you do that, you need to do something very important. Before you do all of that, you need to you need to call on the Lord and ask Him to forgive you for your sins, because you can put on the armor and you can do all these things, but if you don't get on your knees or 
cry out to God and ask him to forgive you of your sins, you know, your sins will uh, destroy you. Will not only destroy you, but it also neutralize you and sterilize you. The Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want you to pray uh, this prayer with me. Repeat it after me. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. All my sins. All my sins. Against you. Against you. And my fellow man. And my fellow man. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To get connected. To get connected. With a well-healthy, balanced church. With a well-healthy, balanced church. And help me to be accountable. And help me to be accountable. To some men around me. Some men around me. Godly men around me. Godly men around me. Who will hold me accountable. Who will hold me accountable. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, now that's that's the first thing that you need to do. You need to confess your sin. And now, second thing, you need to put on the armor of God daily. Because if you don't get equipped, you'll get whipped. So Ephesians six, ten through eighteen, I want you every day to say by faith and trust, and you can open up your Bible to Ephesians six ten through 18 and state it, you know, by faith. I have my loins girded about with truth. By faith, the uh, breastplate of righteousness. You go through that and put it on every day. Now, you also uh, need to uh, do this because it's very, very important. If you continue to... Uh, not uh, find victory in these things, which you will if you apply the armor and you really get in a church and you're accountable around some godly men, uh, you'll find victory because God has already given you the victory. All you got to do is stand in it, in the armor. The, a lot of people praying for victory. They say, I'm praying for victory. I said, why are you praying for victory? The victory is ever, already won. It was done. It was won 2,000 years ago at the cross. We need to stand in the victory that's already won. So you stand. The word stand is mentioned four times in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Stand, 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 stand. So you need to stand in that victory, stand in accountability, stand in the Word of God, stay in the Word of God, get the Word of God in you daily, and be accountable. You need to be around some godly men and be in a men's group godly men group where they can hold you accountable and check on you and encourage you. And you must let Jesus become Lord of your life. You know, it's not enough to let him be savior of your life. But you know, when I did a, a, a class on uh, first Corinthians, one of the things that I came to grips with is that the key word that Paul uses, now this is going to help you with the struggle of the flesh because the people in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians were the most worldliest church. And when I was teaching the students about, you know, them, that church struggling with the flesh and uh, struggling with carnality and struggling with all sorts of sins that was in the, the church of Corinth, the thing, there is one word that Paul mentions to them over and over and over again and again. And I don't think a lot of pastors are aware of this when they're teaching the Word of God to their congregations that are struggling. The word that he mentions over and over and over again to them in the church of Corinth is one word, Lordship of Christ, Lord, that he becomes Lord of your life. That word Lord is mentioned over Probably, I'm not for sure how many times it's mentioned, but it's mentioned probably over 50-something times 
in First and Second Corinthians, Lord, Lord, Lord. And he's because until he becomes Lord of your life, you know, and, and ruler of your life, you'll never find victory in everything that you need to do. So you need to really ask him to be Lord of your life daily. And what I want you to do is uh, is to take down our uh, – talk to our phone counselor, Bomani, tonight, and leave your number. And we're going to contact you to, to make sure that you've been – connected with a church and a fellowship and get involved with men. And you know what? In time, you're going to find yourself above the circumstances rather than beneath it. Amen. Okay? Okay, yeah. Thank you so much. All righty. We're going to uh, get to uh, Alan, but thank you so much. And you be sure to leave your number, okay? All right. All righty. God bless you. All right, Gary, let's uh, get to, uh, who is it, Alan? Yep. Oh, do we still have Alan there here, or did uh, we lose him? We lost Alan. Hang on. We lost Alan. Hopefully, we'll get him back. Uh, and But maybe if uh, James is still here and while we're waiting for Alan, you want to add some things to uh, also what I said, Gary? Yeah, you know, it's so important to realize that, you know, God created us to have fellowship with him. He created us to be in relationship with him. And it's so important that we have that daily you know, at our church, we call it chair time, where you're, it's just you and the Lord. You know, you're, you're spending time in, in prayer. You're spending time in God's word, and you're consistent. Because if, you, you, if, you're, if you're hit and miss, um, it's going to cause problems. You, know, you, you have to be consistent in your time with God, consistent in prayer, consistent in the word, so that you're growing daily, that you're hearing from God every day, that you're renewing your mind Every day you're talking about struggles with the mind. You got to renew your mind daily. You know, we are exposed to the world every day. We're hearing messages through television and media. Every time you go through the checkout aisle in the supermarket, you're bombarded with magazine covers of everything you can imagine. And if you keep taking all that in without without daily renewing your mind in God's word, you're going to have problems because the the world and the culture and the world system are going to infiltrate your thinking and your thoughts are going to become uh, polluted by that stuff. And the doubts will come in and you'll begin to question things. And and so that doesn't happen when we spend time every day with the Lord. We got to make sure that we we keep that divine appointment every day. Spend time with the Lord every day because you'll get wisdom, you'll get discernment, you'll get direction, you'll get peace, you'll have hope, you'll know the word, you'll have all these things happening. You know, uh, we call that a keystone habit. That's a habit that impacts a lot of areas all at once. Right. There are certain habits that we do, like we brush our teeth. We know we need to brush our teeth to keep our our teeth from falling out okay but there are habits that we we do okay well we got alan back so i don't want to take any more time so let's try to get back to alan are you there oh yeah i'm here well thank you for coming back on the air and what's on your heart so we can use our uh, three minutes well for you yeah it's like uh talking about uh, the renewing of your mind it's like uh says in romans that's romans 12, 12 2. Mm-hmm. yes romans 12 and 2 i've been, I've been uh, meditating for that words and then uh it's really right now god gave it to me it's like uh for you know he just i feel that he just around me you know like whenever i pray it's like uh 
give it to me, Ryan. I mean, if you're really, if you're really in the words, God will give it to you. You know, He's. I mean, God is. He never changed. God is like never, uh, before, uh, before, today, uh, and tomorrow. He never changed. He's the same God. You know. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Do Do you have a specific question, or are you just making comments? Oh, just actually, just. Uh, you know, that renewing your mind is like... Okay. In, I'm into that words right now. <laughs> very good. Like, yeah, that's a very right imp- very important thing that we do, is to renew that mind daily. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, are you are you with any uh, particular fellowship of people? No, I mean, actually, it's like uh, that was five years ago. I have a fellowship with this pastor named uh, uh, Mike. Mike. His name is Mike from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like teach me the, the very first... Word of God that you teach me is like you know Ephesians six eleven you know. Okay, but yeah. are you are you are you with a church though? Are you right now? No, I, I kind of like. Okay, well, just, <laughs> let, let me just say this to you: you you part of you also getting your mind renewed is renewed with the fellowship of other believers, and yeah. you want to be obedient to the church. Yeah, you know what? Well, call us next next week. Uh, but do we hear that music? We got to go. But leave your number and okay. call us next week so we can dialogue some more. Thank you for your call, Brother Gary. Thank you. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Bomani, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.